Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio Wednesdays at 5pm for Brainwaves, Melbourne's drive-time radio show. Giving voice to people with mental illness. One in five have a mental illness, but five in five can enjoy this great program featuring heartwarming stories, great information and some laughs as well. Find us at 3CR. 855 on your AM dial. Sponsored by Mental Illness Fellowship of Victoria. Welcome listeners, you're listening to Brainwaves on 3CR, 855 AM. Today, myself, Rose and Kathy are talking to director filmmaker Jay Richards about his documentary series, Ray of Light, tackling youth depression and suicide. Just a warning listeners, today's show contains discussion of suicide and suicidal ideation. Your documentary is quite unique in its um, honest and, and direct handling of the issue of suicide. Uh, what inspired you to tackle that specific justice issue? Well, I love making documentaries. Uh, documentary making is, is very important to me. And it's been no secret, I think, uh, the last few years, uh, how, how bad the, the issue of youth depression and suicide has, has become. Uh, and I basically just couldn't sit back and not try to do anything about it any longer. Uh, I suffered from some depression and uh, some bullying when I was uh, a kid, when I was a teenager in high school as well. So I certainly know how it feels to uh, feel depressed and and anxious and, and not really knowing what to do about it or where to go to get help for it. So that was a big inspiration for me, my own personal experience. Mm, having that um, the personal connection to, to the youth experience of, of school and bullying can be really... A driving force. I don't think you're alone in that feeling of not knowing where to where to go. I don't think that's gone away for for young Australians. I think it's still a long way to go. I mean, it's great. The media has, uh, in the last couple of years, I guess, started to uh, to talk about the issues more uh, and a little bit more openly. But I still think mm. there's um, some reticence on the part of mainstream media to actually delve into the issue with the kind of depth and detail that it needs to be dealt with. Um, which is what we're, which is what we're doing with Ray of Light. Uh, I think the one thing that really sets Ray of Light apart from uh, other news services or other programming that's been made on the subject is that uh, we're going into a lot of depth. You know, we're 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 building a uh, a two part TV series here, which is two one hour episodes, plus a uh, a twelve part online series, which is twelve fifteen minute episodes. Uh, so we're really getting the opportunity here to go into a lot of depth and a lot of detail and to let these young people, their families and all of the specialists that we have on board also uh, properly tell their stories. It is, yeah, you're absolutely right. It can be a real catch-22. Um, I think that um, uh, there's been a lot of online movement you know, in the last few years and, of course, uh, teenagers and, and young people uh, feel very comfortable and um, about sharing their issues online and about uh, finding a sense of community there as well and a sense of solidarity. 
Um, I certainly think that um, through movements like uh, the My Secrets videos online, etc., where young people write down their problems and their issues on a piece of paper or a card and hold it up in front of their webcams to uh, their favourite piece of music, uh, there's so many of those types of videos out there. And when you also look at uh, how many young people are commenting and interacting with those videos on certain sites like you know, obviously YouTube and, and Tumblr and, and sites like that, uh, there's there's a real big movement out there, and I think these uh, that young people nowadays have really, you know, they've taken the online space and really made it their own. And I think where society has been lacking in dealing openly and honestly with these issues, uh, these kids online have actually, uh, you know, picked up the baton themselves and and created a space online where they can interact with each other and where they can talk openly and honestly about their problems. Adults and adult clinicians can bridge the gap in terms of understanding youth, youth experience and, and cyberbullying and, and all of these things that are quite alienating when supports don't understand the issue. Absolutely, that can be horrible. Um, as far as the online divide between uh, you know Gen Y and the young, younger generations uh, compared to the older generations, I think that um, you know, Gen Y are the first digital natives. So they're, they're the first generation to have been born into the kind of technology that we're used to living with nowadays, and especially the internet. Um, I think that adults and some of the older generations are perhaps lagging behind uh, our younger generations when it comes to their activity online and, and how important online the online space actually is to them and how they use it. Um, as far as professionals and specialists and clinicians, etc., I think a lot of them are fairly cluey, and there are certainly uh, a whole new generation of uh, you know, uh, psychologists and youth workers that have that are now working on the front line with our with our, our young people, and I think they've got a, a a pretty good grasp generally on the online space and how young kids and teenagers are actually using that space uh, themselves. But in terms of it being actually used, um, I guess, as a larger tool um, to perhaps track how, how our, our young people are feeling and, and what they're talking about, etc., I think we still have a long way to go. Um, I think still think the online space to a lot of adults is um, still a bit of a mystery. I heard recently of a wonderful story in terms of using new technology, social media and online. It's... Um, I can't go into too much detail about it, but it's basically a preventative early warning system. And what it can actually do is it can link up your social media accounts and your internet activity uh, with a program that your carers and your doctors have access to. And they can actually, you know, buy your your internet traffic and the things that you're looking at, etc. online. They can actually determine whether you might be in crisis or not, or whether you might need to be contacted by one of your carers or your doctor or something like that. So I think there are some uh, really exciting new ways that uh, clinicians and specialists, etc., are starting to use the online space, and especially social media. What is the intended audience of your film, and what are your aspirations for its flow-on effects? Sure. Well, our main audience for Ray of Light is young people aged 15 to 24. Um, they're the ones whose stories we're telling. They're the ones who are participating in the documentary and, and opening up to our audience in such an open, honest, raw way. Um, and they're the people that we're really trying to reach. 
that's the audience that we want to know, that they know that they don't have to feel so alone, um, that they know that there are other people, peers their own age out there going through the same sorts of problems and issues and, and, and suffering in the same kinds of ways. I think once young people uh, realise that they're not alone and there are other people out there going through what they're going through, it certainly makes a big difference in their mind uh, in terms of seeking help. Um, the second part of our audience is, of course, uh, parents, families, carers, etc., uh, of young people. So, you know, people aged 25 to sort of 55. Um, people who regularly come in contact and, and have some sort of influence in young people's lives on a, a daily or weekly basis. Uh, so they're our main audiences. It's fantastic that you're making those peer online support services available to young people or at least connecting them with a like experience of struggling with depression or suicidality because we we know that peer support is one of the most effective forms of mental health support and cost effective too so thank you so absolutely. much absolutely yeah absolutely and, and also i think um like when i was going through similar experiences like back years ago the, there was no like sort of you know documentaries like this oh and god no social media no, and, you don't talk about it because it's yeah a personal, and it felt like it was issue. just like just like no one was going through it except for me so just the potential impact of like this sort of documentary could be incredibly powerful, powerful. Yeah. yeah depression is such an isolating yeah. experience it really does like Absolutely. I mean, and there's still so much and there's still so much stigma attached to the subject and the issue as well um, I actually find it a little bit difficult to believe that in this day and age today uh, that there is still so much stigma surrounding the subject and that it's still so difficult, especially for adults, to uh, to talk openly and honestly about. So, you know, by, by making shows like Ray of Light, by wonderful radio programs like Brainwaves talking about this stuff openly and honestly, this is how we break down the stigma. Yeah, stigma busting. And this is how we break down the shame and the embarrassment behind young kids actually wanting to seek out help. Um, and again, what we're doing with Ray of Light is... Uh, one of my main objectives is to, on a national level, bring all of this information together to one website. That's fantastic. Uh, so that almost essentially the Ray of Light digital platform will almost become like a one-stop shop for uh, depression and suicide prevention. Um, there's so many wonderful organizations out there like your Beyond Blues and your Headspaces, etc., that are doing amazing work, that have wonderful resources and people working with them. It's just that a lot of young people don't actually know where to go and find mm. these things. They know you can go online and run a Google search, but it should be easier than that for them. It shouldn't be so hard. So one of my main objectives with Ray of Light is whilst people are actually engaging with our content and, uh, and, and watching and listening to the stories, that if they feel that they need to talk to somebody right away or they feel they need to be linked into uh, crisis care or some sort of help service, and they don't have to leave our website and go trawl around and try to find the appropriate phone number or email address. Um, we're going to make all of that uh, easily available through the digital platform. Yeah, you're right. It should be easier. Yeah. Definitely. Is that uh, one of the reasons? Absolutely. That... Yeah, absolutely. Is that one of the reasons that you decided to focus on uh, rural WA and Geraldton for, for a few of the interviews? Well, that's actually just where I decided to start. Um, we're taking a national approach with Ray of Light. It's always been very important to me that this wasn't a Sydney-centric or a New South Wales-centric uh, production. It needed to have a national perspective and it needed to uh, give a national voice oh, to glad these kids to hear and their families. It, yeah, make it completely relatable across, across Australia. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Yep, and that's from our capital cities through to our suburbs, regional mm. areas, country towns, and you know, remote areas. Uh, Western Australia happened to be one of the first places, especially in terms of regional areas and remote areas, that I happened to visit uh, about two years ago when I was uh, initially uh, getting all my research together, etc. So WA just seemed to be a good place to start. I'm Sydney-based, I don't live in WA, but um, because we are taking a national perspective, we had to start somewhere. Um, And Western Australia, you know, has its own particular uh, issues and problems to deal with. I've heard so many stories of, um, you know, families living out in remote areas and having to drive four and a half hours Mm. uh, to get to uh, the psychologist appointment for their their child and then another four and a half hours back. It can be extremely nerve-wracking living in a remote area knowing that you don't have direct and and as easy access to services as we do in the cities. Mm. So that was one really big issue that I found um, uh, is affecting our young people out in country and regional areas is mostly that that lack of services and immediate access to those sorts of services as well. We're going to listen now to the trailer of Jay Richards' documentary, Ray of Light. Well, Australia is hiding a shocking secret, and it's one we really need to talk about. Every week, five kids, five, commit suicide. I have buried more young people than I can count on two hands, and we see it frequently. Suicide is the single leading cause of death among Australians aged 15 to 24. I made several, well, countless actually, suicide attempts. This chick, uh, not too long ago, about a month ago, committed suicide. She hung herself, actually. I only seen her three days before it happened, too. Your whole life is like around technology, even at school, like I have my laptop, everything is on my laptop. It's like, you know, half my life's on there. Nowadays it's all technology, video games, computers, iPhones, iPads. You're not getting out and doing the the things that you used to do in the old days. It's changed a lot since the olden day generation. Most people don't understand that these days. The main difference between the teenage brain And the adult brain is that the teenage brain is actually going through a process that we call neural pruning. In childhood, the brain was really soaking up all this information. Lots of um, neurons are blooming, as we say. And adolescence is really about starting to move into specialisation. And some of the main uh, domains that young people are really primed for is novelty seeking, social engagement, creative exploration, and experiencing their emotions intensely. I don't really normally have a bad day unless someone annoys me or someone wakes me up too early. Yeah, I go psycho when people wake me up too early. Most parents who are watching this documentary at this time will say, well, that sounds like normal adolescent development. This is how adolescent depression gets missed. 
the kind of things that they're coming up against are the kind of things that we're seeing and hearing about on the media all the time. So, um, fragmented families, broken down families, difficulties at school, social media issues, um, you know, what's going on online, bullying, drugs and alcohol. If you don't mind my asking you, are you feeling suicidal today? It's quite often not a specific event that makes them want to commit suicide, it's just everything that's going on for them. Well, we all experience some level of anxiety now and then, but medical experts say that more and more children, some as young as five, are suffering anxiety problems. I think anxiety and depression are definitely a vicious cycle. I think when you're extremely anxious, that can often lead to very depressed thoughts and often suicidal ideation because you can become extremely overwhelmed. If you can't see a school counsellor, Talk to your parents and just say, I think I need to talk to somebody and could you please make me an appointment with a psychologist. You don't necessarily need to tell your parents what's going on, but if you tell them that it's important, your parents will understand that they'll need to seek help for you. First are the parents pulling their children out of school to avoid bullies. I really hated high school. It wasn't the best time of my life. I don't look back on it with a lot of fond memories. She spent years harassed and haunted by online bullies. Kids always pick on each other. That's why it is in our generation. This piece of paper is the person that we're going to bully. And I'm going to tell this piece of paper that I hate it, that it's ugly, that it's worthless, that I'm going to seriously hurt it when it's walking home from school. And I'm going to continue to beat and squash this piece of paper. And then I've realised, oh, this piece of paper's been hurt and I'm going to get into trouble for doing this. So I'm going to apologise and say I'm really, really sorry. I'm really sorry for hurting you. And I'm going to say, I should never have done that, let's move forward. This piece of paper will never be the same again. And often bullying can lead to this person not wanting to live anymore. Rising rates of self-harm by Australian teenagers are alarming parents and mental health authorities alike. The majority of kids that we see that are self-harming, their parents and the wider community don't even know that they're self-harming. I used to do it pretty bad for a 14-year-old, 15-year-old. I've got scars up and down my arm and across my body uh, from self-harming and I'm not talking about, you know, these tiny little razor blade cuts, I'm talking about scars that are a centimetre wide and, you know, 12 centimetres long. And cuts that, that deep uh, certainly show just what state I was in. A vast majority of young people in our country are doing awesome. They're doing really, really well. A lot of them are contributing amazing stuff to our community um, and doing fantastic work. If you or someone you know is at risk, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or visit lifeline.org.au. Thankfully now, I think I'm looking towards a very bright future and I have been in the right place for quite a while now. Uh, I'm completing my undergraduate of broadcasting and journalism at Edith Cowan University. Well, I eventually want to end up as a lawyer. Not exactly sure what field yet. As long as I can take photos and be happy, that's, that's all I'm aiming for, really. 
I think it's really, really important that, that we talk about uh, youth suicide um, and that we talk about young people's resilience. I think as a community, if we keep talking about it with documentaries like this one, people will realise that there's actually nothing to be ashamed of. We can lose some really amazing, talented people that could have accomplished great things and their life people that could have accomplished great things and their life is ended before they ever get to do that, which is a shame. Welcome listeners back to Brainwaves on 3CR. Jay, just the, um, when I was watching your trailer, the thing I liked most about was the, um, the interviews. It's just the way that um, the content of your interviews is extremely personal and quite confronting. At times, can you describe like the interviewing process of how you got there? Sure. Uh, well, I'd like to. I'd like to point out straight away that uh, I never talked to or interview any young person who was still in crisis. Um, all of the young people that we that I interview for Ray of Light and that participate in the show, uh, they've all gone through um, recovery and therapy, etc., and, and come out the other end. You might say uh, mm, in a that's... very positive, long-lasting kind of way. Um, there's a saying amongst the mental health industry that I've heard a number of times now called uh, recovered, not cured. Mm. And I think that's quite poignant. Um, it's whether we can actually cure somebody of you know their depression or a mental illness, say like bipolar or schizophrenia or something like that, that's debatable. But one thing we can understand is that people can get to a point of recovery in their lives, of, of good, long-lasting, positive recovery. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really important that we are very careful with Ray of Light about mm -hmm. who we talk to. So in terms of um, the interviews, they are very personal. Um, it's a case of building up a lot of trust between myself and the participant. Uh, it's, very rare that it's, it's very rare that I haven't talked to them or that it's the first time I've met them when we actually turn up and do the interview. So I've established, the, you know, some trust um, and empathy there. Mm. And as far as when I'm actually running the interviews, they're more like conversations, Rose. Um, they're not so much me sitting down and uh, pointing my finger and saying this and that. Yeah. Um, it's really about uh, giving them a space in which they feel uh, free and safe to basically just talk to me about their experiences. I mean, obviously, there are certain uh, issues that I need to get into and, and certain things that... Uh, we like to cover, but it's really a case of giving these young people an opportunity and a forum to uh, to voice their own concerns, their own opinions, and their own experiences to help others. I'm sure they were grateful for the opportunity. Every single kid, uh, every single teenager, every single young person, every single parent that was that I've shot interviews with so far has said the same thing. Um, in in terms of just being given the opportunity to to tell their stories so openly and honestly. Um, and once they hear each other talk about their own stories and they find out that somebody else their own age from their own sort of, you know, part of the country has dealt with these issues as well, it gives them a hell of a lot more confidence to uh, go ahead and do that themselves too. Yeah, especially um, with a topic on suicide because it's a tough issue to engage people in conversation about um, with individuals yeah. who have not been directly touched by the issue. They seem reluctant to sort of engage with it. And Has this been an issue in fundraising at all? It has. Absolutely it has. Uh, and you know what, I, I really, I can't blame 
uh, people and adults out there who maybe haven't been directly touched um, by youth suicide. Um, I can't blame them. It's it's a difficult subject, uh, and because it involves our kids, um, you know, it just makes it even more sensitive. Um, and a lot of people out there, I, I don't think they want to put their head in the sand and, and just not acknowledge that there's an issue or a problem out there. But um, it's a it's an incredibly difficult issue to, to to deal with and to think about and to try to actually do something about it. Um, I don't know. There, there does seem to be something blocking. I wish I had a, uh, an answer for this one, Rose. I really do, because uh, if I did, it would certainly uh, make it a lot easier to, make, to get Ray of Light up and make it happen. But, um, yeah, we, we generally are finding those who are engaging with us and those who are making donations through the Documentary Australia Foundation website, for instance, directly to the production. They've all been touched in some way. Um, Mm. by youth depression and suicide, even through their, either through their own personal experience or through somebody they know. But, yeah, look, I, I really don't know why it's still such a, a hard issue to engage, um, to engage Australians with. It's um, interesting. I mean, I, I saw WHO put out a report. Uh, it was published in Science, um, but I haven't seen it in the guardian or the age or any other media sources saying that suicide will overtake cancer by 2020 as the world's biggest killer so it's it's not like we aren't being told this no no, i've heard that one too i mean a recent morgan gallup poll found that uh, 24.3 percent of young australians were were depressed or unhappy about Mm, their lives one in four yeah Uh, one in 16 suffers from depression and one in six is suffering from an anxiety problem so, you know, these are big numbers. Uh, these are big issues. If we talk about, go back to the Morgan Gallup poll uh, number for a moment, the 24.3% uh, figure, you know, we've got more than 1.5 million uh, teenagers and young people in high school mm. at the moment. Now, if a quarter of those kids are all feeling depressed or sad about their lives, then the potential here for, for real harm in this generation is is very real and very scary. Um, And when you look at the flow-on effects too, you know, if we don't address these issues in a preventative way before they become uh, really big problems. Absolutely. It's a public public health The cost to society further down the track and and the cost of mental health and the cost of health care in dealing with these issues, the cost is just going to be massive. Um, You know, whereas you could spend... You know, pull out some arbitrary figures here, but whereas you could spend a few hundred thousand dollars on something now to deal with it in 10 years so that in 10 years' time it doesn't become a $10 million problem to deal with, uh, that just makes total sense to me. Absolutely. Mm. It's an economic issue as much as it is a health issue. <laughs> yeah, and we should sh- stop treating it like yeah. the elephant in the room. And just it, documentaries like, you, like yours start a discussion about this. Thank you so Thank much you. for the yeah. work that you're, you're doing, Jay. Um, can you tell us oh, no problem, Rose. where we can find out a little bit more about Ray of Light and how to get involved in supporting your project? Of course. Uh, well, of course, we're all over social media. Uh, the Ray of Light project can be found on Facebook, on Twitter, and we've also got our new uh, video trailer, as you've been mentioning, uh, on our Vimeo channel also. Basically, uh, if people go to our Facebook page, they can uh, connect in with a lot of uh, our services and what we're doing from there. 
Uh, people can also make uh, tax-deductible, fully tax-deductible donations to the production if they'd like to help make Ray of Light a reality. And I'm sure they can find uh, the link to our Documentary Australia Foundation page on your website. I'd just like to say at the end, Rose, that uh, I love programs like yours. I think uh, programs like Brainwaves need to, need to happen. They need to be going to air like they are. And uh, good on you guys for, for treating the, the issue of adolescent mental health so seriously and openly. Oh, no, thank you. It's a mutual respect. <laughs> yeah, thank you, um, JN. Um, yeah, like, uh, please feel free to come back on our show to give us updates on how the documentary is going as well. Yeah, we'd love oh, to guys, talk to you again. we'd love to do that. Yep. We would love to do that. It's always been one of my plans to uh, be releasing micro-stories yep. uh, throughout the production as well. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to keep your listeners uh, tuned into what we're doing. Just a reminder, if you found any of today's content distressing, you can contact Suicide Line... 24 7 on 1300 651 251. Thank you so much to Jay Richards for being interviewed today. You can listen to podcasts of our show at 3cr.org.au and on the iTunes store. Send us any feedback or thoughts or just get in contact, especially if you have a story, suggestion, or topic you'd like to share. Email us at brainwaves at mifellowship.org. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week. Wednesday, 5pm for another episode of Brainwaves. Stay tuned for Renegade Economists coming up next on 3CR. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.